but the game was different, right? The the, the rules was different. The ball. Oh, was the Euro, different. The, Euro, the Euro style is different in America. The Euro style was a lot different in America. <laughs> That's the Especially, first time y'all seen that Euro step too, huh? Absolutely. Today on the Euro stepping, um, I'm joined by a young man I've I've known him for a little while now. Um, went to um, went to junior college in Florida. Um, and then transferred out and went to D1 and then D2. Dom, you want to introduce yourself? Yes, sir. Uh, my name is Dominic Tennis Harriet. I'm from London, England, West London to be exact, uh, Feltham. Uh, I played high school at IMG Academies for two years. Uh, I did a postgraduate there and my senior year. Uh, then went on to junior college in Florida, State College of Florida, uh, right in Bradenton, uh, right across the street from IMG. And then I went to the West Coast. Uh, I went to Fresno State for a year and Fresno Pacific for a year. Nice, okay, cool. Um, so, you know, growing up, everyone, you know, has got these hoop dreams and aspirations and, and everything. Um, can you tell us what your aspirations were growing up and, and, and what you wanted to do with basketball? Yeah, sure. Uh, growing up, I really wanted to try just to have fun um, and try to build friends and, and being a team environment. I really enjoyed that aspect of basketball to begin with, um, as I didn't have any siblings at the time. My siblings were really young. So I really enjoyed being around other guys my age um, and like just being in that family environment and going on trips and stuff like that. I didn't really peak or have an interest to do basketball seriously until I was about 14, 15 years old, under 16 level, uh, when I made the England, England camp um, with Cameron Katayan, uh, Andrew Lawrence, uh, just to name a couple of people that I was playing with. Um, and then I started to take basketball seriously and thought about playing professionally either in the NBA or in Europe. Okay, okay. Uh, some some name dropping, some big names there. I caught it. As I yeah, yeah. Those are <laughs> my guys. <laughs> um, Those are my guys. How and why did you choose? I know you, you, know, you named a, a couple of schools. Um, how and why did you choose um, IMG to begin with and then, you know, all the, the, the uh, places afterwards? Well, I, at first I went to a school, I went to a smaller school uh, in Florida and Miami. And um, we, we had a game, it was at a Metro Classic tournament and we played against IMG. And um, I was playing against Dwight Powell, who plays for Mavericks now. Um, I played against him. And he had a, he had a, they had a squad, obviously, IMG is always loaded with people, so he had a squad of them. Uh, we lost the game, but I had a pretty good game. I think I had about 36 points, something like that, high, high up in the 30s, 40s. And then I had about 32. And that was like, before that game, I had not been playing well. I'm not gonna lie to you, I was, I was not playing great, but like I peaked at that game at the right time. Um, and they just, they, they told me like, hey, why don't you check out IMG, do your research. See, what you, see if you like it. Um, at the time, IMG wasn't as pricey as it's now. Um, it's a little bit more cheaper. Uh, it was a lot, lot cheaper, actually, um, compared to now. So I checked it out. Me and my parents checked it out. We were able to get a little bit of scholarship money as well. Um, not a lot, obviously, because IMG doesn't give out scholarships. And we, we can get into that later and talk about the depths of that in high school and how that works. Um, but we got a little scholarship money. My parents put up some money as well and managed to go to IMG. And, uh, Okay. I lost you for two years. You're good. I lost you for a second. Hold on. Cutting out. There you go. You're back now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, and then I just after IMG. Um colleges were options like I got I was playing on a good team again uh, playing with good point guards good shooting guards and just all around guys who are going to division one division two level elite guys um, I landed a couple division one offers division two uh, Wagner University High Point uh, Fresno State um, North Carolina AT&T uh, AT&T sorry oh, yeah. um, and then I think a couple NIA schools as well um, in Idaho and uh, Wyoming places like that and I just didn't take interest in them because of where they were yeah. Um, but yeah I got a, I got a decent amount of looks out of uh, high school from going to IMG and just playing around those guys being around that environment every day uh, it really kind of boosted my like skill level and just my everyday 
a um, attacking a game plan. Okay, nice. Um, and and what you know, out of all those options and stuff, what made you um, choose to say so local to IMG? Um, you know, staying in Florida State, and then what made you want to go across to um, Fresno State? Right. So I'm, this is a big thing for kids and why I preach a lot now and emphasize a lot for kids now, grades. Um, your grades have to be really good and at, at a decent level to go to obtain uh, NCAA eligibility and to be able to go to high division ones and even to be play, to play basketball NCAA, you have to have a good GPA. And to be honest, my GPA was not good coming out of London. Um, my GCSEs weren't great. I got, I think, six or seven GCSEs, 11, um, and they were like seeds so or average I got about two B's and all the rest were C's. Um, so I had to I had to do the junior college route. I didn't have a choice in that, uh, just to become eligible and uh, to cover that. So I chose to go to junior college and State College of Florida. Um, my coach is IMG and the coach is SCF. They already knew each other. We had that relationship and connection. Uh, we had played them a couple of times during the year as well. So it was an easy transition for me just to go across the street and uh, go there and just to kind of stay close to home and also get training in IMG and train the guys still and still use the facilities and stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then Fresno State, how did that come about? Uh, Fresno State, like, so I was always at IMG and they always doing recruiting and stuff like that. And I was staying in contact with my coaches um, and my coach uh, at the time, he connected me with Coach Terry. Uh, Rodney Terry was coaching then at Fresno State. Um, and that's like they they sent me they came to watch some of my games at junior college um, and they came to a couple of open practices as well some open gyms and practices and um, they just when I when I talked to them and I sat down and talked to them and talked to my parents they just gave me the, a feeling that I that I wanted to go there like they told me things and they kind of put things in perspective to me and told me what positions I would be filling and what my role would be and it's Fresno State Paul George went there so I kind of just took it. Okay, nice. Um, what questions did you ask uh, when you got recruited? Was it more of a, I don't want to say hype, but was it because Paul George went there and it was California and you didn't really care? You know, you mentioned that you didn't go to the other places because of location. So was it just a location or was there more that you, more information that made you choose Fresno State? Um, I I think I think the coach I had a really good relationship with the coaches they stayed in touch with me during the year um, they would often call me and just check up on me and stuff like that so I had a really good relationship with them um, Wagner as well Wagner was another school in High Point I had good relationships with too um, mm -hmm. but then ultimately it just it came down I watched a lot of their games Fresno State games and I always liked I always wanted to be out in California um, so it was really at the end of the day a location and just a, a great feel um, situation for me at the time. Okay, nice. Um, are there questions or, you know, being that you transferred, um, are there any questions that you wish you knew before you went there? Is there anything that you, you know, information um, if you had before that would have been a, a better for you? Of course, I mean, you can always like, when, you, when you've when you done something, you could always find ways and think of stuff that you could do better. And things that questions I could have asked them just to find out like, uh, coming from England, the system's different. And I only had about two or three years prep before going, before picking a university to go to um, in terms of finding out what's, what kind of systems they run. What, if I would be able to work within the systems that the coaches are running, is it more of a, a guard heavy system? Is it more of a big heavy system? Are they up? And, are they running up and down? Are they half court uh, sets like stuff like that? Um, and I didn't really press too much into that at the time because I didn't have much knowledge. And my dad was in England, so I was literally by myself over here doing the going to visits, talking to the coaches. I think they called my parents three or four times. Um, my dad was busy. He was he, he was busy running his club back home. He runs London Warriors back home, so he was busy doing that. Um, and my mom's not too much heavy into basketball. Uh, she just likes to watch on TV when it's on. So I really, it really came down to me to make the decision. My dad let me, give me, gave me that responsibility and that accountability to make my own decisions. Um, and I think I could have asked more questions about just the system they ran, what the guard play would be like for me, myself, like, um, and going more depth 
because I knew he liked me. I knew that I like they they told me what they said I, I would probably start um, the fall of that year, and I didn't. Um, so that was a big adjustment for me, not starting having that ego, having to calm the ego down and just mm-hmm. be patient. Um, and again, college coaches they they tell you stuff they you want to hear uh, most of the time. They tell you stuff that. You're like, yes, okay, I'm gonna be the, the, the this guy. And then when you get this bit, you have to fight for what you want. And you have to kind of, every day in practice is like a fight for it. And it can change. And it did change for me. Mm, it's, um, uh, that's been a, a common theme across, you know, the, the uh, three seasons of, of the Eurostepping is that the coaches um, have been known to say something and then, you know, it hasn't been quite that um, when a, a player, when the individual's gotten there. Um, yeah. and I mean, just... I think, I think, I think also it's just the coaches have a job to fill, right? Because they have to recruit every year and they have to have a certain amount of elite players. That, so you have, they have to win. Like their job is to win. So they have, they have to say and do things to recruit the best players and players that think they, that they think will fit their system. Um, and I think that kind of played into it too. Um, and I felt, I felt like they made me feel like I was going to be a great fit for the system. Um, they made me feel like comfortable uh, to talk to them and kind of just have a relationship with them. So, uh, and at, at the end of the day too, it comes down to hooping. Um, at the time, I don't think I was hooping at my best. I was just getting into the, the, the transition from junior college into a, a D1 program. Um, and at, at the time I was going through some stuff with my family too. So it was just a, it was a smooth, kind of a rough transition at times. Um, and I think that I could have done my part a little bit more too. Mm, that's, and you know what? That is um, very big of you to be very self-critical because not a lot of people yeah. are. A lot of people will get to, you know, get to college and all the rest of it. And then be like, oh, well, the coach said this, the coach said that. And nah. the individual hasn't done anything to, you know, um, Again, like some coaches say, make me play you. If coaches want to yeah. win and coaches want to, you know, keep their jobs or whatever, as you said, it's a business, make them play you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, exactly. That's the big thing. Um, exactly. Um, so what's the league, what was the league like um, in, um, in junior college? When you was down in State uh, College of Florida, what league was that and what was the league play like at the time? And um, again, so, same thing for Fresno State, go on. It's changed now. So they we were playing against Chipola, uh, Northwest Florida, um, Hillsborough College, St. Pete's College. Uh, we were playing against a lot of good teams. Um, so at the time it was really tough. Like they had about, I think every school had at least four or five division one type guys, like hungry, like, and you know, junior college is a dog fight. So to get out, to even make it out of junior college is, is tough. Like, it's not easy. Mm. Um, you have to have, like, some people have good friends and some people know people. Some people are just that gifted and they just, like, they're just raw talent. They just had bad grades or in a bad situation and then they they figure it out. Um, I think the league that we were in, it was really tough. It was one of the best at the time uh, for junior college. Uh, so we had a lot of that year. There was a lot of guys going transferring into Division One programs, high Division Two programs as well, because Division Two is not that bad. Like there's a lot of good Division One, Division Twos that could beat Division One. Yeah. Um, so that year was really good um, in terms of like junior college play and the league. Uh, Fresno State, Mountain West. <laughs> it's the Mountain West. <laughs> it's tough. Like it's, it's a lot. Of, it's every game is tough. Um, UNLV obviously were like the big boys, the Rebels. They were yeah. huge. Uh, playing against and playing in their arena too. That arena was dope. Like that's one of my most, probably my favorite arena to play in. UNLV one. Um, it's amazing to play there. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was really good. We didn't. I didn't make any of the. I think we made March Madness one year. Out of the years I was there. I don't know it's that, that one that we made March Madness one year. Um, and I wasn't there for that because I, I transferred to Fresno Pacific the following year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it, it was tough. Like it, it was a good competition. The travel was good. We were well taken Like probably one in college basketball in terms of just 
the experience I got and the much the knowledge and just the 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 amount I grew off the court, it was really good. Okay, and what was the league play in Fresno uh, Pacific? Uh, Pacific West playing against uh, again tough teams, tough Division Two teams, Chaminade. Uh, they host a tournament every year with uh, Division Ones out in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I forgot what it, I forgot what the tournament's called, but it's like it's always televised every year. Um, the Maui, I think, the Maui t- the tournament. In- in- invitational, yeah. yeah. The Maui Invitational. So they host that. We there and they're in Division Two, um, but they're like a good elite Division Two. So they play against a lot of D one. So we they were always top in our conference. Um, who else was there? I think Point Loma. Point Loma was pretty good too. Okay. Point Loma University. They were pretty good out in uh, close to Sacramento, I think they are. That was a good school we played against as well. Um, we did pretty well that year too. We, that team I really enjoyed playing with out of all my college years. Uh, that group was really close. And the coaches, we had a Division One guy, uh, Tim Kisner. He was probably one of my favorite coaches. He taught me a lot. Uh, I mean, I spent a lot of time in his office uh, just talking to him and just trying to make me a better man, um, making me grow up. And, you know, when you're a Division One, you don't really get... The, coach, the, the head coaches are busy and they have their schedule and stuff to do. Yeah. So really around the associate coaches. I was around Coach Byron a lot, one of the associate coaches at Fresno State. Um, so I didn't really spend time with the head coach too much. But at the Division Two, I spent a lot of time with uh, Kizna, Kiz. Um, a lot of disciplining. He, made, he disciplined me a lot. Um, always put me in my place and kind of just kept me in, kept me in check. Mm-hmm. Kept me on. Um, and just that, that, that year was probably one of the best Moving from Division One to Division Two, that was one of the defining points for me, and probably the smartest decision I ever made uh, for college basketball. Okay, okay, I like it. Um, yeah. So, and I and I'll touch on it a little bit. Yeah, before we talk about you know you finishing up or not finishing up. Yeah. Is, is it hard or was it hard to transfer from Division One to Division Two? Did you feel like you were a disappointment or a letdown. Like, what was going through your mind? Because obviously, you think, ah, oh, like D one, you have to play D one, and then obviously you live the experience, and then you go down to D two. Like, what what's that all about? I mean, of course, like it's every kid's dream. Every kid's dream is to play Division one basketball. If I talk to kids now, like they all want to play Division one basketball. They don't think about Division two, NAIA, any other options. They all want to play D one. Um, so it was it was at the time as well, I was young and I was like, damn, why am I going to this D2 at the time? And like people are looking, I'm wondering like what my friends are gonna think, what my like my parents are gonna think, like why am I stepping down? Even myself too, like the the amount of luxuries we had in division one <laughs> wasn't the same with division two. So it was like mm-hmm. you were stepping down lifestyle as well. Um, so it was just at first it was a bit of a hard transition. Um, but again, the guys that were around my teammates, they made it kind of easy to, the, the jokes and the, the love we had for each other made it probably a little bit easier. Um, cause I'm not really a, a materialistic or like a, that kind of guy. My ego, my ego is hard to play. Uh, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play. So it was easy to fit in with those guys. Cause they all were trying to do everything for each other. And division one, you have guys who are trying to obviously play as a team, there's a team goal, but obviously guys are trying to make it to the league and trying to boost their, uh, their, uh, their stock. So it's a bit different. It's a bit more politics in Division One basketball than it is in D2. So for me, yes, it was hard, but ultimately it became easier as the year went on. And I just created a bond with those guys. Okay. okay. It's time to lose and to this day. was like right, I could have made for me mm, okay um and now when you look back at it you know and, and you know you've been helping to develop young young men and, and women you know achieve their dreams and go to college um what is your message to them now as you said you've got young guys and whatever talking about wanting to go to d1s but now you've lived the experience and you have that, like, what's your advice to them? You know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> um, 
to be honest, just have fun. Like, have fun, work hard, uh, enjoy every moment of playing. Like, because you don't get to play forever. I'm 30 now. So, like, I've had a lot of time to, like, kind of reflect. And I've stopped playing a while ago. So, like, I've had a time to reflect and think about things I could have did better, decisions I could have made, time management, where I could spend more of my time. Um, so, my message to them now, to the kids I talk to that want to go Division One, is just have fun with it. Work hard, work your hardest every day because you never know what could happen. You might not ever go Division One because um, it's not guaranteed. Any, nothing in life is guaranteed. So my message is just to have fun, take the game as far as you can take it. Whenever you get opportunities, think about it. Talk to your people, talk to your family, talk to your coaches. Make sure it's the right decision. Um, ask the in-depth questions. Uh, try to attend as many visits or practices as you can. Uh, to see if you can have a relationship or connection with the coach because it's easy to talk to someone on the phone mm. um, and do video ever, but it's hard to actually do for a couple of days because that way. So I think those kind of things, having been paying more attention to those things in detail um, is what I kind of tell the kids I work with now. Okay, yeah, I, I like that. Sounds good. Um, yeah. Okay, so you didn't finish playing uh, all four years at college, did you? No, I didn't. So, so when it was coming to an end or when did you uh, decide that, hey, you know, I can no longer, you know, stay here at school? You know, what, what went through your mind? What talk us, Take us through that. So I registered in my one of my years um at state college of florida i tried to register one of my years at state college and that register year kind of messed me up because uh it ended up taking me a year of my eligibility away um and at the time when i transferred to fresno i started this college register at state college of florida played fresno, fresno state fresno pacific um, and then I was supposed to have, because in junior college, you're allowed five, uh, sorry, in D2, you're allowed five years. In D1, you only get the four years plus a redshirt year. And I already took my redshirt year. So I would have had, I thought I would have had two more years to play and finish up my degree. I was doing mass communications degree and I was trying to do a, a minor in business. Um, and they were going, they took away one of my years or one of my years was up for like an inconclusive decision they were making on one of my years. Okay. Um, and also at the school, uh, uh, coach kids just covered. Um, so they were hiring our assistant coach, Coach Haydock. They were, well, he was the, uh, the interim head coach while they were trying to find someone to hire. Um, and I just, I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to play again. And it's in another situation where the head coach is coming in, bringing in new guys, um, his guys, and stuff like that. So I wasn't really feeling him, um, so to speak. So it was just like, it was, there was like a month, I think, where I was just like, am I going to stay here? Or am I going to transfer again to another school? How's that going to look? When I talk to when I when I talk to my peers and how they're doing and stuff like that, they're at their D1s or whatever, and they're doing well. And I'm over here transferring. I'm like, do I really want to transfer again? Like, so I just said to myself, was, I asked myself, what is my main goal out of all of this? Like, what are you trying to do? And at the time, I wanted to play pro bad. Like I said, after this D2, I'm going to try to play pro in Spain, make MEHE league team, talk to my MEHE league connections and try to work my way to doing that or try to go to Europe. So I was like, what are you waiting for? And I was like, you might as well do it now. Um, I, so I bet on myself um, and I still would to this day. If I had to do it all again, I would do it again. And I still would bet on myself because the experiences and the networks I got into and people I met kind of founded what I have right now in my skill development and training stuff. So I would, without a doubt, no hesitation, do it again. Um, that was just a personal decision for me. But I just thought I was finding myself really brave and courageous to think like that. Um, so I just decided to, sorry, I just decided to take that route. And I said, I'm going to go try to play pro. I told Coach Haydock, told my teammates, and they were like, like so where are you gonna play? Where are you gonna play? And I said I'm gonna try to go play in Europe, um, and that's what I did. And I hooked up with, uh, I think I hooked up with your basket and a couple other people, um, and I 
trying to try try to train with them for a little bit, and I try. He put me onto a couple of different teams in the uh, Leb Art Leb Silver leagues, mm-hmm. uh, Palencia Basket, and stuff like that. And I just got picked up that way. To be honest. Okay. Um, now, as the start of the conversation, we said it's everyone's dream to play. You know, every kid's dream to play uh, college basketball, D1, blah, blah, blah. Now, you get to a, a crossroads where you're like, hey, do I transfer or do I, you know, move on? And you said you bet on yourself, which is great. But what was the hardest thing about making that decision? You know, considering, you know, your parents, you know, sacrificing financially and, you know, the, the investment of sending you away so early. Was there ever a sense of, like like guilt or you know was there a fear of telling your parents and your friends yeah for sure for sure of course there was it was like my thing was okay you just you sp- i didn't we didn't spend that much money but the money they did spend they worked hard for like yes. money doesn't come but the money doesn't grow on trees you yes. know what i mean so like the money they did spend it was like you didn't just, I didn't just come from nowhere. I didn't have a rich dad or a rich mom that could just like fund me and just say, yeah, here's the money. Go ahead, do whatever with it. So it, it meant something to me to like have to tell them, okay, I want to go play pro mom. I want to go play pro dad. What do you think? And the, the best thing, I have very supportive parents. I'll say that about them. The best thing they said to me is like, do what makes you happy. If you feel like this is the right decision to make, then you make it. Um, we don't want We don't want you to look back and say that oh, I could have went pro, but you guys didn't let me go do that. If you felt it's the best decision for you, you should do it. Um, and I think that that was like the, the, the thing that relieved pressure for, from me because I didn't tell anybody for a while, but I had it in my head that I was going to do it. But again, like you said, I was a bit, no, nah, I wouldn't say scared, but just timid and just thinking like, mm. is this, am I sure? Yeah. Like, are you 100% sure? I was 90% there, but that 10% was saying, listen, think about it again. And every time I thought about it, I was like, this is what I want to do. So I was like, are you sure? Are you sure? But then when they told me that and we had that conversation, it just became so much easier to tell everybody, tell my coaches, tell my play, tell my teammates, tell my friends. And it just, I went with it. Mm. And that was, that was set in my mind. Okay. I like that. Um, what about being so close to finishing your degree you know yeah. you're like you're kind of like there and then you're like oh but i'm gonna go pro but you're like oh i i can just finish my degree like how is how does that play into your mind well i tell kids now to, I, I preach a lot about going to school and getting your education and stuff like that. i have it i have my mass my mass communications degree now my bachelor's degree now uh, i just completed it about a year ago two years ago um yes, so before right before covid yeah thank you um but like, if you can get a degree for free and keep your scholarship, then keep it because, like, now, things I know now, I know when I was 21, 22, 23, I was thinking like that. Like, the way I think now is totally different to how I thought at age. Um, and I feel like I'm still going to grow and learn more. But I think, like, you should, if you have a scholarship, uh, any, any international player that has a scholarship to go to a university in America, they should definitely take all four years and finish their degree at least before they think about even playing pro unless you're like a guaranteed lottery pick or like you have guaranteed money coming to you you should you should finish education because that's your backbone that means everything nice okay good good um i know you said you would have done everything the same but what do you think would have changed the outcome of you leaving school what do you think there could have been something or was that that was it no matter what happened i'm talking about if you was playing minutes or um you know you know who the coach you knew who was, was the coach coming in um you know would that have changed your your stance on things yeah um, um it would have because i was getting decent minutes before uh before i left coach kiss so like he liked me a lot I liked like the guys we had. A couple of the guys were seniors. Like, we had a couple of senior guys that were leaving, and then we had this guy uh, called Sue. He was a junior with me, um, and we were at point guard, a combo guard. Um, I was a combo <laughs> guard too. So we, I thought like when that year when I was playing professionally out in Spain, 
um, I, was, I look, I was, I was following them and kept the track on like how they were doing and stuff like that and staying in communication mm. with guys. And the coach they hired ended up getting fired too, and they hired Coach Hate, assistant coach. Oh wow! So yeah, and he's he's still the coach there now at Fresno Pacific. So I, like, I thought about, it, I was like, damn, I should have just, I could have been there and maybe been with Sue and been with other guys that they had coming in, and I probably would have played. But at that time, it was it was far too, it was so far gone. I was already playing pro and I was already happy. I was making decent money, so it was like I wasn't making, you know, millions and like hundred thousands and stuff. But <laughs> I was I was comfortable, like I was living comfortable. Uh-huh. So I was like, I'm not, I, I don't have any regrets on it. It would have been nice, and they were like, oh, you should have. It would have been nice if you stayed. Uh, I was like, yeah, it would have been, but I had already made my decision. So fair enough. Okay, I like that. Um, do you think the whole thing was, you know, you? not finishing was that worth you know going to high school in america going to img and you know you not the path where it led you do you think it was worth it or you're like hey i could have stayed in england and worked out and then gone pro and then it would have been fine i'll give you two different perspectives okay uh perspective first if i stayed in england and played in england I would have got very far and probably would have played BBL and still be playing BBL right now. Um, And been playing with the guys that I've been growing up with that playing in BBL, Kalen, Andrew again, Robert Gilchrist, Raheem Thompson, uh, Ryan Richards, I can name, I played with all those guys growing up. That was my like era and generation um, of growing up playing youth basketball with. And they're all like doing really well and playing in the BBL. Right now, um, like I don't, I don't want to sound rude and no disrespect to those guys. Those guys work hard as hell and they're doing their thing. They, they're enjoying their lives and they're happy. I just wanted more. I wanted to see more of the world. I wanted to be out there and kind of experiencing different things. Um, so I didn't really want to stay in London. I knew I wouldn't get the networks I have now and the connections with people um, I have now if I had stayed. Um, and I think in that respect, like going to going to America, coming to America and going to high school, going to all these different programs. And meeting all these different people, I uh, developed relationships that I have to this day that help me with what I do now with APEC um, and recruiting and just sending kids to different sending kids to the guys I play with now are coaches at high schools at elite high schools, um, or they have uh, uh, like cousins or family at Division One coaches or whatever, and they just it, it's it's easier. And I would have never had that connection with them if I never came here and never played those years, never on those teams. Mm, okay, I like that. I so, like that. Yeah. Um, and a lot of those guys, um, you know, I know Ryan didn't go to, um, he didn't go to college. No, um, he's legit though. He was, he was legit, like legit, legit. Yeah. So, um, you know, those guys, you know, a lot of those guys did do, you know, their paths. And, you know, I think I want to get, I want to get Ryan on the show as well. I think he said he's going to do and talk about his path as well. But um, I think that it's, you know, like you said, it's, it's it's the other side of things. Even though it didn't work out the first time around in terms of, you know, getting your degree and, and, and playing all the rest of it, there was so much more that you gained from it. So, you know, yeah. oh yeah, to, sure. to the individuals that come over to America and, and, and it doesn't work out, I would say to them, you know, don't hang your head and it's not shameful. There's probably no, a lot more that you know they gained along the way so oh, i think i went out now Uh-oh, hold on uh, I'm gonna... there you go there you go i want to say too like america is not for everybody like everybody thinks that they can make it to america but it's not for everyone like there's some kids that can go to Europe and just do better than the kids that come here. Um, so I don't like with, with kids that I work with now, I don't just say America. I don't just push America, 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 America. Cause it's not, it's not about being in America just to be in America. Like yeah. if it's, if it's, if it fits for you, then by all means do it. But if sometimes Europe fits more. So, and it's more comfortable. They can relate more to the coaches. They have, might have a different feel. Like some players are tougher than others. Some players need more, um, kind of a different way of coaching than it is over here 
So they tend to go to Europe and they get the coaching, they get a better feel, a better experience, um, and they develop better. So mm. it's not always about coming to America. You can even you can go anywhere in this world to play basketball. Like it's not just America shouldn't be your only destination to go to. Mm, I like that. Great point. Um, were you treated any different um, from your parents or the coaching staff or your teammates um, or your peers when you was told, you know, when you told them about leaving, you know, were they, you know, were you ostracized or, you know, was you a laughing stock kind of, you know, go through that? Um, my student advisor at the school was like, why are you leaving? <laughs> Like you said, I have like uh, one or two semesters left to finish up your degree. Why? Why would you want to leave? Um, and for me, like I was really, again, basketball. The basketball dictated a lot of my decisions at the time, and I really wanted to focus on basketball and try to be better in that area. And that's kind of one thing that I could maybe think about changing or think about leveling out with my academics and basketball. Um, but but probably my advisor, uh, my teammates, they were like, go for it. They were really supportive. My head coach kids, he was supportive. Uh, my coaches back at IMG, they were supportive too. Uh, they even let me train there uh, in the summertime with the, some of the NBA guys they have that come there. So they supported me a lot. Um, I don't think there was anybody that was really skeptical. Some some were like, what are you doing? Like, what's up? Like, what are you doing? So, that's it. Okay. Um, okay, so we got the the the, tri the trivial section, so the quick fire, if you will. Um, won't go through all the stops, but we'll just pick out the, the big, uh, big memories, mm -hmm. I guess. Um, what was the, the the extreme weather? Um, where 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 was the worst weather that you've been to? Oof, New Mexico. Oh, okay. Hobbs, Hobbs, New Mexico. <laughs> Hobbs, New Mexico. I went on a I went to a visit at New Mexico Junior College, and the weather was terrible there. It was raining the whole time. It didn't start raining. Oh I really? Yeah, New Mexico Junior College, Hobbs. That was the worst weather I experienced, and that and that and the funny thing is, it never rains there. It's always hot. It's hot. Hey man, I'm I'm like I'm, I'm here in Albuquerque now. It's hot. Yeah, exactly. So they told me it's always hot, and like that time, it just rained. I think I brought the rain with me. Um, they had the London kid was coming, so they just it rained like, the whole time. <laughs> Tried so to make you feel at heat. home. <laughs> Uh, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, didn't help me. Didn't help me to go there. So, <laughs> out of all the places you've been, <laughs> what's the best um, musty attraction? So between uh, Florida and and Cali, what's the what's the musty uh, tourist attraction? Uh, California Disney World. Okay. Um, uh, no, sorry. Florida Disney World, sorry, Florida Disney World, Epcot, uh, Animal Kingdom, Florida for sure, Disney World and Universal Studios. That's the uh -huh. places to go. If you ever go to Florida, check those places out. Um, Bush, Bush Gardens as well is another place in Florida I liked. And in California, um, I don't know. Uh, I would say just uh, Beverly Hills, Hollywood, man. Hollywood, go to Hollywood. Okay. Have, a, have a drive down the uh, Boulevard. Was it Rodeo Drive? Yeah, Rodeo Drive. Yeah, okay. Boulevard. Yeah, man. It's okay. nice though. It's really nice. Laid back, low key. Okay, best place to get food. Oof. Where, where I am right now, or those places? Where Where was the best? Where's the best place? You've been all over the states. Where's the best right. place to get food? So if you want great pizza, go to New York. New York has the best pizza I've tasted ever, anywhere. Okay. If you want great tacos, if you want great tacos and Mexican food, California, for sure. No doubt, California has the best Mexican food. Uh, burritos, all that good stuff. Enchiladas, all that quesadillas, California. If you want, 
I would say like the Philly cheesesteaks here in Philadelphia, where I'm at right now, it's the best. That's the best thing I've had so far since I've been here, Philly cheesesteaks. Uh-huh. And for Florida, um, barbecue, like Southern, proper Southern barbecue. Okay. It's pretty okay. good down there. Cornbreads, your ribs, you know, that kind of stuff, mac and cheese. Yeah. Good. Soul good. food. That, that good, yeah, that good soul food. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you was in Cali and Florida, best place to get kicks? Mm. Florida, I just stuck with Champs, man. <laughs> Champs and the finish line. They had, uh, they had the, uh, every every time the retro Jordans came out, the sales and stuff, not the sales, the, the new retros came out, I was, I was in the line. Okay. Um, and I had, a, I had a friend that worked there as well, so I would actually get a pair of cop which, uh, took off for me when they came out so I just have to pay a little extra but probably chance okay must have sucked and then California the, um, California for kicks though I didn't really go to the stores for, for kicks I had the plug that I would get kicks he was like a reseller so he would just anytime anytime anything came out he had me he got me is it is uh is he still out there? Is he still plugging? I haven't talked. I haven't talked yet. Yeah, probably. I haven't talked to him in a while. But shout out to Mad Kicks. He he, he probably is still out there because he was really a fanatic about it. He had everything, every single Jordy you could think of, different colorways, all that, everything. Okay, well we'll give. He that. was. I don't know if you heard of Benny. I don't know if you heard Benny. Uh, this guy called Benny on Instagram. He was Benny before Benny. Became Benny. Um, I'll, uh, I'll tag you afterwards. I'll show him afterwards. But he was he was the shoe plug before he became a shoe plug. Okay, I think I've heard of Benny. Um, I think so. But anyway, yeah. Um, best American holiday. Thanksgiving. Why? The one coming up. The food, man. <laughs> <laughs> the food is in abundance. Um, the food and just the fact the, the feel of that being our family, the, the appreciativeness of it. So like, I think Thanksgiving is the best holiday I like over here. Okay. Um, did you get homesick uh, when you came, especially coming out so young? And um, how did you deal with getting homesick? I was 16 and I got homesick for the first year I was homesick. I cried a lot, I called home a lot. Um, yeah and then i just i kind of just kept myself busy in the gym like and kept myself around like friends and teammates because uh, the first couple of months i stayed in my room a lot and that made me that made me like just go into depression mode um because I, I was really shy didn't really want to talk to people but then i just kind of came out of my shell and i just started hanging out my team teammates more um staying in the gym late with them and then i kind of just took my mind off of thinking about home only time i thought about it was when i actually called home and talked to my mom and stuff like that and saw my sisters and my, my, my sister and my brother were doing it then I kind of had that homesick feeling again but after that I just just kept myself busy and then I just kind of stayed consistent with that I like it um couple more questions we're almost there mm-hmm. um what was your level of independence in terms of and again I guess you kind of developed it as you went along but you know what was your level of independence and what do you recommend you know uh kids coming into college should be able to do for themselves um my level of independence changed it grew uh, a lot as time went on when i got out here uh but i think kids should be able to time manage okay time management is a big one um look after themselves in terms of tidying up, uh, making sure like things in order, being prepared uh, is a big thing. Time management, preparation, uh, focus, laser focus on uh, those two things. I think if you have those two things and you have like a good decent foundation to start with because you learn stuff along the way um, that you won't get straight away. You only, you only experience it when you get here. Uh, but those three things I think are the big uh, before you start before you come here to go to college or high school okay uh, your 
pictures froze. Oh no, we're back, you're back. Here we go. Um, what was the biggest adjustment to American culture? Say that one more time. What was the biggest adjustment uh, to American culture? So coming in from England, um, you know, it's com- I feel like it's completely different. Um, what was your adjustment? How yeah. did you find it? People are very like, people are just more open. They're more like just flamboyant with what they say and how they do things. Like in England, then it's much more reserved than just everything's done properly and proper. And then here it's just more, there's much more freedom in what you're able to say and do and think and um, out loud. <laughs> I say, like, it's just, it's just more open and free in that respect. Um, and just to, like everything, the, the basketball culture is different. Um, there's more passion and more energy in the sport. They push sports a lot over here, for, not just basketball, whatever sport. It could yeah. be, be lacrosse lacrosse even lacrosse they push they push the passion so much more than they do in england um i think that was the biggest adjustment too because in england i was passionate too but you just realize you get that one or two three passionate people in england whereas over here everybody's passionate yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like it's just like stepping into that was like okay this is different like you wouldn't expect that you would expect to be the guy that brings the passion but everybody brings it over here nice i agree um Big question I always ask this, especially of former um, collegiate athletes. Um, how did you deal with distractions? So, you know, looking at drugs, alcohol, um, you know, love interests, you know, how, you know, there's a lot of that stuff going on. You're away from home and, you know, you're kind of your own man. How did you deal with that and not let it interfere with, you know, your ambitions? Um, uh, having self-discipline from a, a young age and, and just building that foundation from home uh, because for me I didn't really get too much into drugs alcohol uh, it wasn't really my thing I'm not I don't really even to this day I don't really drink that much I, I have like a, I have some wine so red wine every now and again um, when I have like a, a, a hard week or a heavy week I try to unwind with some wine but like I never really got into like drinking and drugs and stuff like that. Like smoking. I know a lot of players, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I should say this, but a lot of players do smoke. A lot of my teammates did smoke weed, um, but it just was never a, a thing that I admired or wanted to do for me. It was just like, I was just here. I was really laser. I was just really focused on playing basketball. That was my biggest thing, just being in America, like trying to make it, trying to make it to that level. So it wasn't really a thing where I wanted to be sent back home for smoke or for doing something wild um but for the kids that do i kind of go through that have that kind of i don't that um just to be be self-disciplined be self-disciplined and knowing to stop like knowing the limit is like for drugs you should never touch drugs obviously i would never i would never support advocate for someone to go ahead and take drugs if it's not prescribed if you don't need them uh for alcohol like if you if you like to drink if you like to have a beer or two then by all means do so but know your limits don't go overboard with it because you're here for a reason you're here to 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 achieve something so don't hurt yourself and try to break yourself down by doing something stupid and you know going overboard with alcohol or whatever it is um and with love trust <laughs> Um, love's a different one, man. That's that's a different one because a lot of athletes, yeah, no, you laugh, it's funny, but it's, it's true. Love is different, man. Um, a lot of athletes get caught up uh, sometimes in the wrong situations. I'll say that. Um, if you're, if you're, there's nothing wrong with falling in love while being an athlete and pursuing your dreams and going in sport, but you have to find the right person that kind of is doing the same thing as that. Um, because if you don't, um, then it's just, it's detrimental and it's just downhill from there. That's, all, that's what I would say on it. Uh, cause I've been in a lot of different situations in college and in high school, like I would have been in what I was doing. They were supportive. They loved me and yada, 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 but they weren't understanding my vision. Yeah. Um, and it's, I think if you get someone on the same page as 
you that has the same vision and the same vision what you're trying to achieve then by all means go for it um if not good luck and be careful that's what i'd say uh, I, I like that be careful bit on the end because yeah that's the that's the that's the that's, big one you <laughs> be careful that's the biggest one because there's so many different avenues you can you know you know already there's so many different avenues we can go down with that be careful but i'm just gonna leave that be careful. <laughs> hey be careful man <laughs> yeah you done this is great uh last question for you last question um what advice would you give to um an individual who is currently at a program and you know is thinking about quitting um they're thinking about you know not finishing school and not finishing you know uh, things haven't gotten gone right and they're like hey i'm done with basketball you know what advice um would you give to them in college or high school um yeah, college I've lost you. Um, like you have, hear me? Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. There you go. Yeah. Um, my advice would be like, don't give up and don't quit because you're so young. Like you have so much, uh, so much time still uh, to play. Just because one situation doesn't work out, the second situation doesn't work out, doesn't mean it's never going to work out for you. Like there's so many, like I said, there's so many different homes, and so many different locations for basketball you, where you play. It's, it, it doesn't make sense for you to give up on your academics and basketball because you didn't get the situation you wanted at first. Um, sometimes it takes a long, a longer period of time for you to get that situation, that right fit, uh, for you to be happy in that situation. Like it doesn't just come like that. And I think players today, they think that it just comes like they're going to get that and it's going to come just like this for them. And, and it doesn't happen that way. Um, and for me, like, I don't think it's happened for any players that I've, I know happen that way. It's just, it's very rare that it happens like that. And I think that you just have so much time. You're like 21, 22, 23 years old. You're not even, the, the lifespan, your lifespan is just beginning for basketball, like 23 you should be retiring in like 34, 36, something like that. So you have the whole 10 years to play still. So like, why would you want to quit? When Why would you want to quit when you're ahead, basically? Um, so I would just say, don't quit. And just, just think about different ways and, and just keep pressing on, keep, keep trying to be determined. And you'll find your, you'll find a spot where you're happy and you'll find a spot where, you, where you'll be, that will be yours. And I, I tell my brother that every day because my brother's in junior college at the moment too. And I kind of just, he, he has days when he feels like, oh, should I be doing this? I'm tired. Da, da, da. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm like, bro, you're 21. He's 21 now. I'm like 21. Like you have so much time. Like you're literally, you're 21. Like you're not 31 or 40, you're 21. Mm. Like I wish, I know you and me, I wish we could be 21 again. Cause if I be 21 again in a heartbeat, like why not? Like so like I just try to tell them don't give up and just think about your goal and your vision just and no matter how hard it gets and how weary the vision gets just always keep, keep your eyes locked in on that and just try to focus and try to achieve something and good things will come out good things will come out of hard work like it always does good. I like it I appreciate that Dom it has been great having you um, some real jewels of wisdom um, mm -hmm. And, and it's a great to get an insight into, you know, the different, I think you're the only one I've had, let me think, that's gone from high school to prep, to junior college, to D1, to D2, you know, you kind of- Yeah, I did, I did it all, I've done it all. <laughs> I've done the whole, I've, fit, I've made so many, I've made so many mistakes and failed so many different times. Like I've done it all, I've done it the whole, the whole nine, so. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, you went back. And another like that it'd be hard yeah. to yeah no it's, it's it's awesome my man so yeah really appreciate you coming on and um just dropping some uh wisdom for the for the younger generation i want to say too thank you for having me on it's been a pleasure um i think what you're doing is great check out the other videos as well i think this is a very very good platform help your platform keeps growing um and give okay. you more blessings for your platform too um, it's needed in basketball because I don't think people, and I hope that more people get to see every video that you do. 
Okay. Um, and you keep on doing them because it's needed. Not many people do this and kind of sit down and ask honest questions and say, oh, be honest and tell da 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 and tell it in and out and ask the questions that you ask. So it's definitely, this is something I didn't, I didn't expect this for you, for you to be doing this. Um, but this is like, this is, this is a great idea. And I think this is a great, great thing you're doing. I appreciate it, man. And, and, you know, knowing, you know, young individuals like yourself and, you know, I've been around a bit and there's been so many young men, young women that I've come into contact with. And, you know, I'm just watching everyone try and re like live their dreams. And, yeah, yeah. you know, they have no, you know, especially when I was younger, when I was 21, 22 coaching and guys are like, hey, I want to go to the States. And you just think, all right, just get to the States and that's it. Yeah, yeah, and you don't realize that there's layers upon layers upon you know being in in South uh, South Dakota is a yeah. lot different than being in California. You know what I mean? Being in Alaska, you you know when when yeah, oh yeah, it's Hell winter yeah. versus being in Texas. So you know, understanding that can play a different part in being happy at college. Yeah, yeah you know? exactly. I, I mean, if if, a... I, if I got a scholarship to play in Florida and I'm getting two minutes a game, I'm okay because I'm in Florida. If I'm in, <laughs> if I'm in Wyoming and I'm getting two minutes a game, I'm upset. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It's a lot of there's a lot of mental that goes behind the, the decisions and the stuff that you that you go through when you're playing basketball. Oh, that scholarship and be like you should be happy there's a, there's a lot you know more I mean? to it there's definitely a lot yeah. more and then I guess being on your own is its own thing as well you know being so far away from home yeah, yeah. that that alone you know you, there's, there's a difference between having a bad day at school and then your mum saying hey you know it's okay it's cool don't worry and then yeah. having a bad day at school and then having to go to practice and you haven't got that maternal, yeah. paternal, you know, that family person to come and, you know, put their exactly. arm around you, so. Exactly, very yeah, difficult. It's, it's a big, big, big thing. One more thing too, I want to say is shout out to Coach Lakin for introducing you to me, uh, mm -hmm. introducing you to me and you come into the camp again i still thank you to the state for coming to the first apec camp for being one of the coaches a part of that like i really appreciate you coming out that was an honor to have you on that staff as well um and shout out to coach Lakin for introducing us to each other mm -hmm. uh also um also shout out for coach andrea you heard about andrea right uh yeah. yesterday so shout out to coach andrea i hope her condolences for our family and prayers for our family and blessing and I hope they do well. And I just hope that she, this is like a good, um, Andrew did a lot for me growing up in English basketball, London basketball. So like, I hope that this kind of, this having this conversation, this dialogue between us is like something that she would be happy and proud of as well. Do you know what you say that? And Andrea liked every one of the videos, every one of the videos. And I know there's a lot of the kids that, you know, she coached or had a hand in. But you know the previews and all the rest of it. She a lot, a lot of kids, a lot. Oh, too many lot. to count. Too many to count. I don't think you can count how many she talked to. Too many, too many. Just being an influence. She's definitely, definitely was a fan of the show. Uh, we had spoke about her recording an episode, and because she was doing the European tours. Um, yeah, yeah. With, the, with the with the Lions, you know, we were saying, hey, when she got back home, she'll jump back on. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't get the, the opportunity to kick it. But, you know, she was another person who has had a lot of uh, influence and a lot to do with, you know, so many um, guys and girls, you know, achieving their dreams. So definitely shout out to, yeah. to Andrea, man. Shout out. Shout out to Shout out to her. Shout out to Jimmy Jimmy Rogers as well as another one. Um, I like to bring up a lot. Anytime I do these type of things, Jimmy Rogers, Coach Andrea now, um, Coach uh, Gilberto as well. Another close friend of mine. He's uh, a coach that uh, coaches in West London. But those three, um, those are the three that I know have passed away recently that were kind of legends and kind of pioneers. In basketball. Don't forget Joe White as well. That we both know. Uh, Joe, 
yeah, white, yeah. Joe White dude, Joe White, Coach Joe White. Um, so yeah, man. Bless up to all of those guys too. Hello, my name is Coach Dominic uh, from APEC Basketball. This has been my episode of You're Stepping. Uh, keep working hard, trying to change the culture of UK basketball. Keep going, sharing love. And yeah. Appreciate you watching the Euro Stepping. I want to thank everybody for watching Euro Stepping. Watching the Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. You've been watching the Euro Stepping. The Euro Stepping. Euro Stepping. You've been watching the Euro Stepping, a great podcast show hosted by Coach D.